0: Ready for the interview, and if you get a cue live on a laptop, watch what I'm gonna do. Welcome to the show, let them know we got a point of view. Hey, yo, let's have a combo. Say what you feel, be real, that's the motto. Real talk, pronto. Doctor D, D, hit an intro. Hold up, wait. Gotta be social, network, global, home for the local. Gotta be social, network, global, boy, home for the local. Yes. Amy, you're back.
1: I'm back. I couldn't stay away.
0: You couldn't stay away. I know you wanted to come back on the show and chat.
1: (laughs) Yes. You know, I love to chat and our conversation was so interesting last time. uh, I think so.
0: You know what? I remember, this is crazy. We were talking about how amazing PBS was. I remember. (laughs) You still feel the same way?
1: I do. In fact, I just watched the uh, Rita Mar- Moreno uh, PBS documentary uh, last week. It was awesome.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. And, um, and then the Raul the Julia, I've seen that before. I saw that again. It's worth watching for sure. Because, um, you know, Rita Moreno, who she was awesome. But all the struggles through her life as an artist and her personal struggles just brings to light that, you know, we are all in the same boat, no matter, uh, we're all on the same ride, uh, experiencing, you know, um, our own traumas or our own successes or our own feelings of, um, inadequacy at times. Yes. Even through success,
0: even through success, for sure. So to give you a little bit of background too, so about a half an hour before you came on, I was ha- giving a little talk here mm-hmm. on the app as well. And so it's kind of, it's called the cost of stagnation in your behavior. And I feel mm-hmm. it was appropriate, especially since you help people become unstuck. And so I wanna talk a little, we didn't really dive into this too much last time you and I talked, but I wanna dive into it this time about your relationship with this term, getting unstuck and working with people.
1: Mm, thank you. Yeah, so I'm Amy Shade. I am a women's empowerment coach. And what happened was, I looked. I actually do the Unstoppable You and get people unstuck. And what happened is, as I looked over my life, I was like, you know, what's the one constant thing that has been ongoing through my life? I'm going to speak a little bit about how that worked out during COVID. It's like, I never stay stuck. I have always been moving forward because of, there's different reasons why we'll go into that in a minute. But um, I think, as an artist and a creative, for us, like as a child, it was, I was suppressed. Like, you're not supposed to be an artist, you're not supposed to be a creative, which allowed me to get this fighting spirit of who I truly was. And that fighting spirit that I had. I had to have growing up really maintained who I am today. It, it it's an ongoing thing of you're going to tell me no. Well, I'm going to say there's got to be a way. Yeah, there's something that is available to me because I do not, as an individual, an artist, want to be suppressed. So, like when COVID hit, right? uh, I was sitting here alone. I'm single. I'm by myself. Uh, and I'm like, Whoa, I am. St-. We're all stuck. The whole, it's a whole world. Stuckness.
2: Right. right. But,
1: but who, what can I do to unstick? What can I do to bring people together? What can I do to help others really join in this? I, this global experience. We're in a global experience. We were in it. We still are, but right the shock right in the beginning we were in a huge global experience how can I begin to bring us together and get unstuck together so I created my live streams my 12 live streams that I did uh, to bring experts into people's living rooms
0: beautiful that is amazing that's really good so what, what was the what was the feedback from this? What did you experience while doing these live streams that really spoke to you?
1: Well, first and foremost, um, our community—people like you and I—and expert—we are so willing to show up for show up on platforms like this. Yes. And to give our experience. And for the listeners out there, uh, you know, I would survey my list every. Every, every live would have a survey and it is, it is about really feeling alone, isolated, you know, having these judgments of self and the stories that we tell ourselves about ourselves is what keeps us stuck. Right. That was really relevant. Like I need more confidence. I'm not, you know, um, my partner needs to change. I need, you know, it's like this, um, low self-esteem, um, a lot of trauma out there, which needs to be respected and understood and heard. Um, but the story we tell ourselves about why we can't have what we want or desire is, is really strong. So that's what I found. I found there's beauty in every situation if you decide to make it that like if you i had the story i'm here by myself i'm alone but that story wasn't really true The story yeah that's not really true because i got out of that story and began to really reach out to people that i knew experts and how can we create this platform and how can we bring people together so Yeah, I found out there's a lot of pain out there more than I mean, I have had my we've all had our own thing. But there's a lot of pain that went that my audience is mostly women, but men and women. And that a lot of us are trapped by our own stories, how we speak about it.
0: Now, where do you in your assessment or your observation of this? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Let's talk about the origin of being stuck or the person's pain. Where do you where have you seen where how do people start creating this narrative that go backwards where they start telling these stories? Where does, what's the origin of the beginning to start these stories that you've seen?
1: Yeah. So a lot of the origin is an actual like strong trauma. It is like, it happens young or happen, you know, whenever it happens, it's there, but really when it happens, when it's young is when it's really starts becoming enrooted in you. Right. And then you have the <clears throat> small, the smaller traumas, which is like the suppression of who you are, which is still a big trauma when you're trying to, when you're trying to live out your best life and people are telling you, don't do it, you're not good enough, you're not pretty enough, you're fat, you're sucked, da-da-da, like all these negative, negative um, ideas. <clears throat> and in my idea, my thought is that they just start sticking to you, mm. right? And there you come out, this beautiful child, this pure person of who you are, your potential, and then people start putting their crap on you, Yeah. their fears. <clears throat> and then what happens is we identify as ourselves as that. That's who we are.
0: Yeah. And you know what's interesting? It's I've heard this phrase kind of, a. Uh, if you tell a lie... Enough times about yourself, you'll start believing it. You know, you have to challenge the the things about yourself that aren't true, or else you just assimilate them into your lives as the truth that this is who you are, you know.
1: Yes, and one of I do a lot of work about storytelling and stories, and one mm-hmm. of the um things that make stories stick to you like is certainty.
0: Hmm. talk, um, talk more about that certainty.
1: Certainty. I'm a hundred percent sure that I'm right. I'm a hundred percent sure that he meant to hurt me. Mm. I'm a hundred percent sure that I'm not capable. Certainty is one of the worst things you can have in your life. And people get upset with me because I'm like, well, maybe. I'm always that. Well,
0: well, maybe. I'm like,
1: well. Let's really examine this because when you're 100% certain about something, there's no more conversation. Right. There's no more possibilities. And when you're 100% sure about a story that you're telling yourself, then you are becoming a hostage to that story. Right. Because stories are not you, they are not the essence of who you are. We attach our idea, like, I'm a dancer, I'm a create. like, I, I used to attach, I'm a dancer, therefore, this is how I think, this is what I do. Yes. yes. The idea is to take that, I, that story of being a dancer and take it away from me,
0: because
1: mm. that's not who I am.
0: Yeah. We do that in a lot of areas, and one area I always see, like, in health and wellness is when people uh, take, like, let's say, their approach to how they eat food. They say, I'm a mm-hmm. vegan or I'm a vegetarian. And then often that's the identification of self is that main thing. And everything revolves around the center of that universe for, when that's not who you actually are, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think, well, I grew up in a, I have, you know, many stories about being in a family of certainty. Yeah. Like, uh, atheist certainty, hundred percent i and as a creative growing up was hard but i believe that's true because my we would have conversations about the certainty of people having to eat do this that i'm like i don't want any part of this conversation i think those types of conversations keep you from actually having connected relationships right because you're putting a story in front of an experience You're putting limitation in front of something of having like a human to human experience.
0: Right. The certainty is an interesting aspect of the whole thing. I never thought about that way. It's like, okay, not having that ambiguity creates a comfort for people almost even when it's negative. Sometimes it's like, well, at least I know where I stand. You know? Yeah,
1: I know where I stand. It's like I yeah. I think that that is one of the, you know, what's happening in in our country today also is this hundred percent certainty that you need to do this, 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 this. And if you don't do that, then you're a bad person or you don't care. Right. It's, it's, yeah, I just had a conversation with someone at a party last week and I was like, your certainty is actually turning people off.
0: Really? What was, well, without getting, I mean, you can tell as much as you want, but what was it like they were just so like over, so certain about. Believing in certain things. or yes, way to and be the,
1: yes. And the judgment is there. The and judgment, the, yeah. The judgment. And the judgment about me.
0: Oh. Because
1: I'm not going to go into her certainty. I'm going to be like, <laughs> well, and all of a sudden, I'm living in a bubble. Oh. Right? You know what I mean? It's like. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait wait a just, minute.
1: <laughs> I'm actually just opening up possibilities. Yeah. That that might not be true so that you can actually release yourself from the pain. i'm not in pain you're in pain (laughs) (laughs) do you know what i'm saying like there it is a painful place to be in that certainty yeah and the certainty in that story often comes from a trauma that's inside of you that you are like that's your whole story so you're certain about yeah and every time you're like reinforcing something it is Giving you safety about that
0: fear you have and that pain. Yeah, you know what's interesting? I always keep thinking. You're telling me this. Uh, I had a guest on. Her name was Janelle Hardy. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. And her whole thing is like studying the myths of our. It's basically myth making that humans are amazing at creating these myths about ourselves. These yes. stories that actually have nothing to do with who you actually are, but you've created this myth. You know,
1: that's what it is yeah like many of us have myths and stories about our childhood and our parents right and um you have for someone to like really be free and i believe unstoppable and like get unstuck you need to start poking holes in those stories and Mm. giving empathy to your parents you, you, let's you, talk you, about that yes, yes empathy
0: to your parent okay so this is this is very touchy for a lot yes. of people but I mean, we need yes. to we need to run towards this
1: we need to run towards we need it. to run
0: towards it so explain that further
1: well we all have our own limitations right and I do believe that um and I know I don't know what your age range of your listeners are but what was available to my parents I'm, I just turned 53 yesterday.
0: Woo woo. <laughs> nice. Happy birthday.
1: So my, thank you. So my parents are, um, in their eighties and they didn't have the resources that parents have today, right. Of, Correct. Of really, um, if they wanted to, of really, um, working on themselves and, and leveling up in their, you know able to connect and and be you know it's we're yeah. living in a different time
0: completely different
1: even that recognition <laughs> is giving some empathy to the people that might have hurt us yes and that is like oh yeah okay like what do you expect what do you really expect from from i call it radical acceptance when you when you accept when you want something other than what is actually happening is really unhealthy. So and shall I use my own I have to use my own story? Please own do.
0: And we're running towards this. This is all open. Okay. We gotta, we gotta do this. In yeah. my
1: own story, my dad, you know, aerospace engineer. I'm over here, total like ah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> freedom artist art history, yeah. curious loud right voice you know and he yes. was, and he suppressed suppress he doesn't like that can't do that that's not what you do withdrawal no more connection with me there's no conversation nothing my whole childhood but the fact of the matter is is that in his own childhood he my grandfather, his father, ridiculed him because he was not physical. He was not athletic. He was not <clears throat> boisterous and open like my grandfather was like a big German dude, you know. Right. So he has those pains of being rejected for not being accepted for who he was, which is smart, intelligent quirky, very my daughter. like meant, you know, yeah. You know, do you know engineers?
0: I do. I've, and I've interviewed many of them. So I know kind of the <laughs> general aspect of it.
1: Yeah. So they're a different, you know, they're a different type of person.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: But, and then the trauma of having that rejection. And then all of a sudden you have a daughter who's exactly in front of you the person that you were ridiculed for not being the pain that you, he felt the fear he felt like when you start empathizing with their experience of what they grew up with and and what they were rejected for i'm like you know i am like rubbing him the wrong way and bringing up all those old pains right of who he was not So that created a lot of empathy for me. I'm like, okay, there's like, okay, what do you expect from someone who had, I mean, he's 80, 88 now, I think 89.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, we're lucky. That's what I look at it. I'm lucky that I grew up in the era of change and growth and coaching and, you know, uh, yeah. help. I'm very lucky. We are all very blessed to be raised in this
0: time think about how different this time is from the previous times somebody who grew up in the 1950s 60s maybe in 70s or so and maybe after that didn't have the wherewithal and the resources that we currently have today like at all like at all very like (laughs) maybe someone was slightly enlightened about it but they were like so far on the fringe of society about it that the masses were like, no, no.
1: Yeah. Well, I grew up in San Diego, California. So by the beach, so we were pretty hippie-ish. Yeah. We were, right. We out there. It was so <laughs> like, that was like the seventies. That was the
0: Right. I and mean, something so fringe and it may be good. then people just haven't come to that time where they accept that we need to talk about this and this needs to be a national conversation. Yeah.
1: And I, I'm gonna bring it back. I think that's a huge step into really releasing people and yourself from these stories is certain yeah. like really questioning and really like, okay, let's get real. Like, because we are humans and we I always we are subject to the human condition and you can't escape it. And you know, luckily we have more resources now. Um to help us through that but for my parents there was no resources and or if you're even in this time there's no resources you can start empathizing like well what was their childhood like yeah I mean what happened to them and to really when you get when you start you know chipping away at this certainty it really frees you up for love and forgiveness and me and my father, to, the, to this day, we don't connect on a lot of things.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. But I don't have to connect with him on a lot of things. That's true. Because I know his limitations of who he is. And I respect who he is. And if I ask him to give me something more, it's actually he's incapable. Mm. And I accept that.
0: You accept it.
1: I'm okay with that because I understand his, who he is, is, I mean, like if you talk about, I don't want to talk about emotional intelligence necessarily, but in affection and conversation and in uh, connection, he's just not that type of person.
0: Right. Right. And you've accepted that about him.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah. We talk about, Football, computers, yeah. cooking, you know. We talk about <laughs> things that are like we, you know.
0: I think a lot of people do that with their parents. They connect on a few things that are kind of like within each other's wheelhouse. And they kind of go with that and don't often veer too far outside of those lanes, you know.
1: And I think that's okay if yeah. if, if it's like um, there's no room to go anywhere else. Mm. That's fine. That, I right. think that's fine. If there is like, you know, you get real with your parent and they, they want to go on this ride with you and like really work together on this, then yeah, there's room for growth. Yeah. But when it's, someone is like a hundred percent fine with all the decisions and what they do and who they are, then you got to respect that.
0: Yeah. So I'm sure the parents come up a lot. What are the relationships or what other circumstances do you find when you are helping people become unstuck what are some other examples essentially
1: yeah so in marriages right what's the common cause
0: there stagnation what's the common stuck or stagnation there or the story that is happening that you've seen in that
1: yeah what keeps uh women stuck i could speak only for women okay Uh, (laughs) let's
0: run towards it (laughs)
1: <laughs> is that we are not embracing our feminine uh, communication and power. And oftentimes, you know, we think that saying it curtly or in a mean way or in a direct way is the best way to get a man to do something because we weren't taught how powerful our voice is when we actually use it in our own feminine way and not in a masculine way.
0: Okay, so explain the feminine way. Just, I'd like to have somewhat of an operational definition somewhat about this. Yeah.
1: So w- the feminine way is more like, um, creating like a win-win for both parties is a great way to think of, of being a feminine way. Uh, so, you know, when you ask for something, you ask for it in, if you want your husband or your partner to do something, right? You find it to do it in a way that's like loving and open. Uh, so your communication is is like, um, you know, it would be, you know, you could say something nice beforehand, don't do this all the time, but you could say, <laughs> don't do this all the time, but men love compliments many a times and you can just say, Hey, you know, thank you for, um, uh, taking care of that, you know, door handle last week, you know, it would be really great if you could help me with this. Or you could say, you know, do you have time in your schedule to, um, help me, uh, you know, with the garage? And if so, like what day works for you Yep. instead of like, I need you to (laughs) do you know and this is like yep. um and i think men because in general men do like to help and i think that no but this is what i don't understand is like and i get this from people too they think that um being mean or like say in a certain like is gonna like motivate people no there's no motivation. <laughs> no <in degradation. laughs> in judgment there is no motivation there is no like inspiring oh man like if i do this then we get to go out and have dinner or something you know there's no like there's no like enticing enticement there's no enticement for me to 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 show up beautifully when i am being subjected to negativity yes
0: yes it doesn't work that way. It doesn't. And let me, let me pause for a second. So I talked about this yesterday on one of these talks It's like, you know, a great way to create defensiveness is to go on offense against someone
2: mm-hmm.
0: is you want to, you want people to be defensive, be offensive to them, be mean, be negative, And then they will start building bricks really high to keep you away from them. You, and same thing. You will not motivate them to change. A behavior by being negative towards them for that so it's it's so my wife is excellent at what you just said in terms of like hey you're doing this awesome how about we do this also like she's mastered it like yeah mastered it yes and I'm always like yeah of course you know like <laughs> if you call yeah. somebody an asshole do you think it's gonna motivate them to want to help you like no
1: no it's not it's not and I, I have been, uh, you know, I have been, uh, I've participated in that.
0: You've participated You've been a participant, Amy.
1: <laughs> yes, I have been a participant. And oftentimes, <laughs> and oftentimes, we like to do it in front of other people. Ah, that is a big no-no. Big no-no. Big no-no, because if we, look, the only way to receive love is to give love. And that is just it. Yeah. The only way to receive what you truly desire is to ask for it in a way that's pleasant and beautiful and like you know, grounded. Yeah. And then I say if you if that can't happen, then find a way to do it differently. Yeah. Find a different way to so that you get what you want in the relationship. Yeah. That will keep you unstuck.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting, like, and living in, I've lived in so many different parts of the country and, you know, certain regions have certain uh, kind of like thing, calling cards, right? So on the West Coast, supposedly people are more chill, more relaxed, the East Coast people are more uptight, it's a rat race, What you know, Southern hospitality, whatever it is, you know, type of thing, these stories about it. Whenever I see somebody who's like really angry and confrontational towards people, I see somebody who's very hurt. The pain is so so deep. And they feel like I have to control, I have to try to control this by being angry. I could control this person. I'm going to be angry and I make them do these things. And when has that ever worked? (laughs) I
1: mean, it doesn't work. And I will have to say the West coast is, this is a lot of work. I've done a lot of work.
0: <laughs> I've done a lot <laughs> okay. of work on the West coast too. I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, like I used to be that masculine person, that woman, I used to be that. Yeah. Uh, that's painful for me. I had to give that up. The perfection had to give it up too painful for me. Yeah. It doesn't, it started affected me like physically in a physical pain yes of having walk away from the i'd feel good in the situation then i walk away from the situation feeling bad like physically bad right so if you are walking from a situation feeling physically bad like sick to your stomach or like oh that my heart hurts from that experience you need to start reexamining we all need to start reexamining How we're operating in this world because really you're hurting yourself you're not really hurting anyone else right you're really doing a lot of damage to your core person that the beautiful core person that you are
0: most definitely
1: and when you start just start this is like radical acceptance is also about like uh getting unstuck is about assessing like how am I actually feeling when I walk away from that conversation? Yeah. If I'm not feeling good, how can I start reframing the way I speak, reframing the way I do things so that when I walk away, I walk away feeling in integrity and I walk away feeling, you know, like, okay, I said my piece, it lands where it lands.
0: Right. So you're doing something that's very different than what humans are taught to do. This self-evaluation is highly irregular for humans on a regular basis to say, or to say, let's say I have a conversation with you, Amy, and you know, it's not pleasant and just walk away and go, what was my role in that? that's That's hard for people to do, to turn it around and go, I contributed to that pain. That's hard for people to do.
1: Well, let's try to make it less hard.
0: All right, let's talk about
1: that. (laughs) Let's try to make it less hard because maybe that's the story you're saying, that it's hard. I mean, even if you say to yourself, today, I'm going to just kind of question all experiences I have today. You can even just say that, like start experimenting How am I feeling after that conversation Just start assessing? You don't have to do anything about it. I think that's, we're all trying to like. You don't have to do
0: anything about it. That's the key phrase there.
1: Just start assessing
0: it. Think about it.
1: Practice.
0: Practice.
1: I'm a dancer. I've mastered something. I mastered something because of practice. Yes. Commitment, resilience, practice kind of thing you just and it doesn't have to be hard i think you can you know if you got curiosity as one of your values just be more curious about it and uh you don't have to win you don't have
0: to be right <laughs> oh you're gonna you're gonna hit some people hard on that one
1: <laughs> you don't have to you but you don't and this is this is it we're all trying to be right and we're all trying to fight and we're all just getting hurt yeah, and and it's gonna come out in one way or another. And I do believe in free will. I do believe that Dr. Darian, you are a capable human being. I do believe in you. Thank you. I do believe in humanity. I do believe in the person that's in front of me. I believe in them. I don't need to put my stuff on them. Yeah. I believe they're very capable. of of who they want to be and who they are whatever that is i believe in them
0: yeah i love that this whole assessment aspect i think i start. i was talking about this before you got on of the evaluation of the self and that we just don't spend enough time evaluating our own behavior and how our our behavior is contributing to our own stagnation or our own be feeling of being stuck. It's always someone else's reason why we're stuck, but we never go back to maybe I am the main friction point of myself being stuck.
1: Yeah, one thing you can do to get unstuck is go back to a situation you have shame about. Okay. there's. I mean, all of us can think of something and like, (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. Like, yeah it's like, like, a, like oh no oh, i have to think about this <laughs> but
1: think about but uh, you know the exercise is this is to rewrite that reframe it and rewrite it like if i could do it differently what would i do mm. if i and who would i be in that situation if if i could do it differently okay that's when you start getting yourself out of this reality perception and go into the possibility. And when you go into possibility of like, well, like I want to rewrite it where I got to actually keep quiet and just listen. Yeah. And be able to just be there for that person and not try to tell them who they're supposed to be. Right. Maybe that's the regret. Yeah. And which causes the confrontation. So when you go back and you just, You could rewrite it. You know what? Actually, what happened was I stayed quiet and I listened and I
2: empathized.
1: Now, just writing that different option gives you the possibility. So, when another situation comes up, you can say, I'm going to be quiet. I'm just going to empathize and I'm just going to, you know, you can start making different choices when you become, when you desire it also, and you become aware that. You don't have to be a certain way all the time.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And actually, let me, let me reframe or just add something to what you said. So yeah. I think how you're saying it is very relevant for how, I think it's very digestible. So I'm gonna say from kind of your basic psychological standpoint, it's a sense of concrete operations versus formal operations. The person who says, I tried to look back at this and it didn't happen. I didn't act that way, so I can't think about it that way. Or the person who says, well, what if I did act differently? How would the outcome be different if I would have been more open and receptive? I think a lot of people act in the very concrete, formal operations way. Hey, this happened. It is what it is. You ever hear that? It is what it is. No, it is what it is, but what if something different could have occurred and that's the, the evaluation and it, and it goes that evaluation is often not done for people when you go what happened it's over yeah you know?
1: and i will have to say something you said like a different outcome i don't focus on the outcome i focus on who you get to be yeah like how could you be better yeah not for a different outcome because you could still be better of who you really want to be and you're going to still have the same outcome on some level but it's like you're more in in integrity of who you are and what you represent and who you want to show up as i mean i want to show up as you know a loving open person yeah like that is my i mean that i've worked hard to become this
0: but that's see that's the that's the crux of it is how many people are saying how am I gonna show up when I show up to this place or when I talk to this person? A lot of times it's just it's an emotional wrecking ball going into stuff, you know.
1: Yes, but I would say to you <laughs> to start practicing. Right. Creating a vision of what you desire the outcome to be or what you desire, how it's supposed to go.
0: Let's get some like- tangible things for people that they can do. The audience say, okay, I want to stop showing up like a major asshole to all these conversations i want to stop showing up as a defensive person that people tell him i am tell me some strategies i can do that i can Always start some. working practicing on to be better
1: yeah so first i would ask you uh who well who do you want to show up as mm-hmm. do you want to show up as um you know uh, a person who who's really good at negotiations do you want to show up as a person who is Get at relationships in that conversation do you want to show up open how do you want to be in that moment okay do you want to be confident do you want to be you know really expressed in a clean clear direct way that's not being an asshole right like who do you want to be that's the first question again you have to go to the vision who do you want to be and then I often, oftentimes you can write out different scenarios. For instance, I have a client who was last year was like really upset about Thanksgiving because it's so hard. I'm like, well, listen, let's write out the perfect Thanksgiving. How are you going to be this year? Right. Right. <laughs> when, you know, all the arguments,
0: you know, you, you know, know, what's coming, right? You know, what's coming, baby. <laughs> so
1: you get, <laughs> Yeah. You get to rewrite. You get to write a new empowered holiday. You get to rewrite, write, I say, I should say, a, a, a business meeting, like who you want to be. Yeah. You get to set it up. Okay. When this question is going to come up, who do I, who am I going to be? I'm going to be calm. <laughs> you know what's coming up. It's coming.
0: <laughs> you know what's coming.
1: I'm going to be calm. I'm going to just, you know, oftentimes you just look at your relative and you, smile and say hope you're having a great day and <laughs> else. or you say like oh they need me in the kitchen I do not need to you know I don't have this huge need nor do I think any of us should have a huge need to answer a question just because someone answered it asked it mm-hmm. uh really show my tell my views and what I truly believe I don't believe that I have a huge need for that and I don't I don't have a huge need for like being accepted about around people, like that's not a big need for me. But I do know that I'm not gonna walk in, you know, into a room full of uh, sharks and expect anything other than the sharks. The sharks are gonna (laughs) be there. Yes. So I need to understand that that's who's in front of me and I get to take care of me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the stuck feeling is wishing for a different environment, even though, you know, it's not going to be that environment without working on your own, basically work towards it. It's like, okay, I'm not going to change this environment. They're going to ask Thanksgiving's coming, baby. It's going to be the same questions. What's the variable that I can change? Oh, me. I could change how I Interact in that environment, but you know, and grandma's gonna keep asking the same questions, man.
1: <laughs> like, she you know. is, and you know what happens when you actually change that, you know, rewrite it, rewrite that story. It actually, it creates more connection. Yeah. Because as soon as someone comes at me with something, I I just go right to something that they truly care about. Yes. Oh, how's your daughter doing? I yes. go straight to the positive. I yeah. don't go to the negative. I don't need to be validated and my voice to be heard. I don't need it. I would rather go for the relationship as the higher higher choice and ask them about the things that are important to them.
0: Yep. Yeah. I love that. I would love to go for the relationship as the higher choice. Yep. Yeah. I love that. Versus the bickering and getting into the same argument over and over again, every year, every week, whatever it may be. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I always choose the relationship above and the human being above anything else, because I understand everything else is just a story. Yeah. But who's in front of me, there is a core human there that is without hurt, politics, whatever. Uh, yeah. Stories, whatever this is, jobs, incomes, yeah. all that is just a bunch of stories stuck on this yeah. beautiful human being in front of me. And how can I connect to that human to human?
0: So, you guys know, Uncle Steve's going to be at Thanksgiving this year <laughs> and he may annoy the hell out of you with the same stuff. You know what? Uncle Steve's a person, he's going to do him. But we're going to talk. We're going to approach Uncle Steve in a different way this year from our own.
1: <laughs> it's for your own peace of mind. Like, right? I, this is the thing. This is all about me. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, like It's all about me and how can I create as much peace in my life as possible? Because yeah. peace is huge for me. And how can I make it this experience of living an enjoyable experience that is about connection? And not about these things that I cannot change, yep. these fights, these, you know, um, these beliefs people have. I'm, I'm just not, uh, I just find that, I just want you to know this is, uh, you know, the focus is always on me on some level. Yeah. I'm being very honest about that.
0: Yeah. No, and you know what? And I know that this is great because we are coming up during holiday season, yeah. which is very stressful for a lot of people. And listen, you may become, you may say, man, I got people in my family who have crazy conspiratorial thinking. They want to tell me about all this stuff. Like, listen, you can't get into that with them. You, you cannot, you can't get your sword out. And they got their sword out and you go, oh, you're crazy, blah, blah, blah. You have to practice you ahead have- of time. <laughs> you have to practice ahead of time how you're going to show up in that meeting with that person.
1: And it's not easy correct i have that in my family yes i have you know uh so it's not an easy thing yeah but you know um i just you know as i say you don't have to justify your person of being who you are you can just be yeah you can just say oh interesting got go Mom yes. me in the kitchen <laughs> i gotta go get
0: something else here uh oh okay oh uh, yeah you know what i forgot something outside. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or like you're on the phone oh someone's at my door i gotta
0: go i gotta go man i
1: <laughs> it's so clean <laughs> and easy to do
0: right they start doing that deflect oh, what about this other business thing you were telling me about the other day you know that's
1: right <laughs> let's not get into how those charges doing
0: yeah you know it's like you know but you start going into that den of massive controversy and then the, the anger rises and all of a sudden you're not the person you want to show up as
1: and i do want to say that it is shocking like there has been in my own life and this is where radical acceptance really works is that uh You know, I had to mourn that person who became a conspiracy theorist. Yeah. And understand that she is not who was in front of me, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Yeah.
2: She's a
1: different person. And I have to, like, know that's who she is now and mourn who she used to be because she's not that person anymore. Yeah. It is very hard. It is very hard, but if you could do that, then, because um, oftentimes the first, the, the, you know, you want them to be who they used to be. Yes. They want that no longer exists. And that's where radical acceptance works. Sir. It's no longer what's in front of you today. Yeah. And what's in front of you today is the reality of right now.
0: Yeah. It's almost kind of like too when you know people long or pine for being back home and they have this nostalgia about home so they try to recreate home all the time and realizing that time has passed and home will never be what it was like and how like this specific time that you loved so much you know
1: yes and it's robbing you of, of, of your now yes and uh, your now <laughs> is like now it's like <laughs> this is it's your counts. now is now now it's like <laughs> no i just want to say like
0: profound it is
1: now it is profound it's now it's it's powerful and it's like if you can accept that then you really start to live yeah. in such a beautiful way because you're like i mean for me i i lost my fiance to cancer so i understand now now Like, I understand now. You
0: understand now. Yeah.
1: There's That's all we have is right now.
0: How did that change you?
1: Oh, so many ways. First, um, you know, after, because it happened so quick, he passed away within six weeks of knowing. Oh, my goodness. There's no processing or anything like that. So, and I, he didn't want to go to the hospital, so I, was the hospital like me, we had a in, hospice come in, but basically I was part of the hospice too. So that really put me into um, PTSD. I had, you know, uh, for about three and a half years, I was really, uh, couldn't hardly leave my house. It was very shocked. I was like in shock Yeah, PTSD. And um, so what happened was when that happened, it really made me question everything Uh, who I was, Um, I realized that the pain, I still had a lot of pain. I did not have self-confidence. I thought I was confident, but I was not. (laughs) I thought I loved myself, but I didn't. I thought like there were many things that I thought I was. And then when that happened, it just shook everything. Basically, like all the trust I had was gone. So I had to rebuild that trust. I had to rebuild trust with life. I had to rebuild trust with me. Like how, oh, oh, sorry. I had to, um, my camera keeps going off. And I had to gain confidence. And so that was profound. And, you know, when you realize just how precious life is, and many people with this certainty, Gary uh, they think they do things a certain way they are um, they're gonna have a certain type of life uh, not true
0: <laughs> you <laughs> like could do,
1: you, you could do everything right and still die of cancer right like you could do everything right and still lose your job like this idea that you know, You're there's some kind of guarantee if you do things right, yeah. Is not is when something like that happens to you, you realize that's not true, (laughs) that is so not true, yeah. You know, that is so not true, and uh, that gives you more more freedom because I don't have to be right, I don't have to do everything perfect, I can actually go outside my comfort zone and try something new, yeah.
2: Which
1: then is. I started my business, you know, I went back to school, got my degree. Uh, I I went back to school at 43, got my degree at 46. And then from there, I started my coaching business. And uh, yeah, my whole life changed.
0: Man, that's amazing. By the way, for everybody, you can't see Amy, only I could see her. Good for me. (laughs) (laughs) Amy's 53, and she looks amazing, just so you know. Like, you wouldn't know that she has gone through all this trauma. She's done all this work. She looks vibrant. She looks like she's floating. Seriously. I mean, you look amazing. Seriously. you. You look incredible. And you've done a lot of work. And uh, I was actually very excited when Amy contacted me to be on the show again. I was like, oh, I had a great time with Amy. I remember that. It was a lot of fun because you're a fun person.
1: I mean, that's where growth happens. That's where love happens. That's where connection happens.
0: I'm curious about your point of view of like kind of a larger thing of like we've seen. So you, we talked a little bit about like your family members, conspiratorial thinking and stuff. Why do you think so many people are starting to tell this story about conspiracy or divisiveness like why has this become such a larger thing that people are having a hard time getting unstuck from
1: um well i think in my own experience it came from trauma mm. um and w- as i say there's like when you have a trauma or you have you lose trust and i think people lose trust when you yeah. lose trust okay so when you when you lose trust that is like things start you're looking for certainty
0: you're looking for certainty yes when
1: you lose trust so i think that is probably the biggest thing is the trust factor and many of that is i think trust of your relationship to this world like trust with your relationship to this country bad is broken yeah that bad, bad is broken and yet trust trust really only thing you can trust is that you can't trust really anything actually but you, <laughs> 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 like, you can't trust that you're actually going to wake up in the morning tomorrow yeah i mean you don't really know
0: you don't really know actually yeah
1: so you have to have like this beautiful relationship with trust like, you have to change your relationship with trust. And I think that is, like, for me, I trusted everything until my fiance passed. And then everything was like, I don't trust even opening my mail. I don't yeah. trust going outside of my house. That was broken.
2: Yeah. So
1: I had to find a new relationship with trust, with this world, with who I am and, where I belong and how I can be of most service in this world.
0: Yeah. I think that was powerful. It's like the trust has been basically broken with, you know, the world, the country. And that trauma throws people into this tailspin of wanting to have certainty. Somebody comes along, a group comes along and sells you certainty in something. This is how things are this is what's happening yeah that's right i'm certain this goes with you just you're just kind of floating till you get to a certainty zone you
1: know yes which is why it's so powerful and damaging because we're you're never truly certain you're just your perception it's always the way you see it yeah does not mean that it's right wrong or it actually happened that way (laughs) like you know like they say there's a three sides to every story yeah and you know i think that trust and i just want to say that we are our identity is not is we say oh our identity is built on culture on politics that's not that's not who you are no no That's just, that is, we are too attached to those things. Yeah. And that's really killing, like you, your identity is not a, you are not a, that's not your identity being a Republican or being a Democrat. Uh, That is not who you are. Those are things outside of you. (laughs) I just want to make that clear. I
0: I totally, totally jive with that. It's like, that is not like you. That's that's not not you. you. Why are you composing everything in your life around this? this thing like
1: I don't you know I don't understand it because I don't belong to anybody honey. I'm like I <laughs> have my own and I get to change my mind I get to have an opinion I get to be different tomorrow like the person you see me today is not who I'm going to be tomorrow Yeah. and I don't I am not going to allow you to put me in that trap right You're not allowed to do that
0: to me. Yeah. Actually, I've said that to a lot of people who like may say, like, let's say a political thing. Well, you know, you're you're probably a Democrat. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm like, first of all, that's not who I am. That's right. That's some affiliation about something. But is that who I am? No. Let's talk about who we actually are for that. If you're not describing yourself like the you, the actual you. If you Listen, I, if you can say, hey, who, are, who am I? I'm a dirtbag. I'm an asshole. I'm mean to people. Okay, now we're getting down to it. And say, I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded with people. I care about people. Okay, these are more like traits about you that are more you. But some affiliation with a party or that you're a, you are this type of food eater, that's not you. That's actually not you. That's something you do it's not you.
1: Yeah, and I think that's scary for people. Like, who am I?
0: Right, because the certainty is gone when the you take that. The gone. certainty is gone when you take that away. Well, well, who am I then? Well, it can't be about an affiliate. Let's get to the root of this.
1: <laughs> but I encourage your listeners to to really think of that as an opportunity. Yeah, because as I say, it's like you. I mean, people don't like it but I, when you become more of who you are and like okay with that and just like let, I'm just going to let things lie the way they are right now Yeah. I don't I don't want to come I don't want to bring put myself into a place that I'm going to feel bad about because I mean I, I'm a Scorpio but you know I could be sharp you
2: know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I choose not to
2: I yeah. choose
1: not to, but that is that that's who I used to be. yeah, so I can get down and dirty too, but the problem with that is that it, it hurts me and it hurts the other people. yeah, and it doesn't bring anything to like to fruition yeah there's no there's no growth, there's nothing. There's only yeah. division.
0: yeah. I'm taking away from this, especially the certainty aspect, which
1: mm-hmm. I think is
0: very powerful. Humans crave certainty; want to know that this is going to happen today. You're going to get this job. You're going to meet this person. I mean, you don't know.
1: You don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and the quicker you kind of come to that realization, yeah. the more open and things will start coming in. Yeah, right, because. Certainty will keep you hostage and it'll keep your loved ones hostage also. So I would, I would, uh, that's a big one. That's a big one. And sometimes you're thought to be, you know, somehow weak, but I'm not weak. I'm just not certain. I'm not certain (laughs) about like, for sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> I'm not that, sure.
1: <laughs> unfortunately, but I'm open to possibilities that might be different.
0: Yes. Yep. I I think it's just a it's a needed conversation in today's world. It's like, listen, I'm like, when you want you got to practice how to show up. I like to summarize stuff with people. Okay, like, good. okay, because it's it's easy to get going and just be like, what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm like, you gotta practice people how you want to show up. When you wake up in the morning. You know you have a bunch of meetings with people or you have nothing. How do you want to show up? How do you want to be? How do you want to exist in that moment with a person, whether it's a person who's like, oh, this is a great easy thing, or it's like, oh, this could be contentious. Like, well, you can control how you show up in that environment. And trust and certainty are almost these these things Is pendulum. It's like you lose trust, you crave the certainty. You know, no certainty where do I trust <laughs> you know like it's this okay, thing yeah you know
1: yes and I just also you know I uh, it works like I used to warrior up I call it I'm gonna warrior up so I go on these dates I used to have to not anymore but well because I wasn't there yet I did you know I needed to warrior up before I went on these dates who do I want to be? I'm going to be open. What does that look like? Who, you know, what does that feel like? I want to be curious. What, what does that look like? Yeah. Who do I? And I embodied. I do an exercise where you embody your who you want to be. You start embodying those things with visual, visualization. I wired up, and I walk in that restaurant like, shoo. it's Amy. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> and they say you're like a breath of fresh air. I'm like freaking worried up for this thing i
0: practice practice for this yeah
1: and it's important that you give yourself that time before you enter to to really embody those things so that you can walk in and be your best self
0: you know it's one of the greatest things i learned in doing that what i used to teach um a lot of my staff back in the day when i ran this club and people would show up like a couple minutes before their session with a, with a client or something. And i say, you know what you're doing? You're just rushing the experience. You're showing up in a frazzled state. You're not you when you start that experience. But if you show up 15, 20 minutes early, you can practice being the person you want to be in that session. You can start creating that, that feeling of like how you want to come across. But if you just show up and you're just like, I just wing it. All the time and stuff. I know a lot of people wing stuff, it doesn't go well normally, but then they tell the story. I'm so good under pressure to wing stuff. I'm like, okay, okay. Maybe every once in a while, but you know what? People see through this story you're trying to convey on a in a rush job that you're doing, you know. Like, yeah, you need to practice. You don't get good at something just by going, whatever. I just show up to it, you know.
1: Well, and that's where. Uh, being an athlete, being an artist, yep. uh, you know, all these things where you have to practice. This is where we, as people of influence and leaders, we're good at that usually because we, yeah. we're we used to it. I've spent over 40 years in a dance studio.
0: Right. <laughs>
1: like practicing, yeah. dancing, teaching, like that is like how I show up for everything. I know, oh, I have to make sure that I'm prepared and make sure that I, you know, yeah. go through this and this and this, so I can get that. Right. Because, you know, I spent years perfecting and mastering something.
0: Yes. And, and you, all- um, so you have to do that for yourself. Like I was a collegiate track and field athlete and I mean, you practice way more than you perform and a lot of things, you know, in yes. dancing, I'm sure. I mean, you're practicing so much more than the actual performance the time for it. And you spend every day and often it's unglamorous. It's monotonous. It is just repetition. So why do you have to do that for that? But you don't do that for yourself and how you show up. It's you have to practice to be the person you want to be. (laughs) Like there's no way around it. There's no pill for it. There's no thing you can do. The overnight success, it doesn't exist. It's a terrible story. People tell other people
1: terrible and when people can you just give me some tips and tricks i'm like
0: give me some tips
1: this is a journey (laughs) this is like like a no joke journey this is it's a beautiful journey because the more you do it the freer you are yeah i mean i mean i don't i don't believe the pain is in the healing i believe the pain is being stuck Mm. i believe that is where the pain lives
0: Interesting, man. It's good stuff. Amy, always a breath of fresh air <laughs> Thank
1: you.
0: being real. Thanks for being on. I really appreciate it.
1: Mm, you're welcome. It's nice, uh, spending time with you and your audience and, yeah.
0: uh, yeah, we had like 90 something people listening to this <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> that, I uh, heard awesome. Amy speak and say some pretty cool stuff and pretty honest. Too, so,
1: yeah, I'm the first one to, uh, Tell you all my my stuff. <laughs> of
0: course, of course. Well, Amy, thank you so much, and I look forward to getting this out there on the back end and sharing it with more people. So, thank you for your time.
1: Thank you, Dr. darian and everyone out there. Go have a beautiful rest of your day.